You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Supplemental number 73, the one with Ben Robinson. Welcome into a supplemental episode of Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. I'm Norman Lau. And I'm John Champion, and it's been a very long while since we've talked about our beloved tiny starships. And we're very happy today to welcome Star Trek expert Ben Robinson back to the show to give us an update about those. Well, of course, because we're always looking to scratch that collector's itch. And, and plus, it's always a good time to catch up with Ben and the various projects that he's working on. So without further ado, here he is, Star Trek expert. Is that what's on the business card, Star Trek expert? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Consultant now. I think Ooh. I'm going for a Star Trek consultant. Um, okay. I hope Very... no one wants to build a warp drive. I can't help. No. Um, no. <laughs> well, first get your antimatter. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm doing it. I've got a variety of different uh, different things going on. Um I guess you're going to ask me about that. I, I guess we are. Well, I, you know, as of today, when this episode comes out, that would be on Monday the 20th, uh, we are mm-hmm. one day past the re-release of what was the Eagle Moss stock in the masterreplicas.com store. So why don't you bring us up to date and our audience up to date on what got us here and what's to come with that? Okay, so <laughs> I guess everybody knows that, um, God, what, nine months ago now, Eagle Moss went out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, uh, there's been no kind of um, consistent supply of the ships since then. They've been available, they've been on eBay, and I've been looking at the prices on eBay, and I have been shocked. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's flattering, it's nice, people <laughs> want to pay lots of money for things. Um but it also, you know, it feels a little unfair as well, particularly given that Moss had a, a certain amount of stock and were the main supplier of the ships to everybody. So uh, a company called Master Replicas has been negotiating with CBS, and it was very important to CBS that it was done in a proper way, so that took a little bit of time. Uh, and they managed to buy all of the Moss stock. They brought me in as a consultant, so... Um, for full transparency, I get uh, a small amount of money from them <laughs> to help to do this. So I, I you're am, worth uh, every penny. I'm getting the new business card. What I yeah. am. <laughs> I, you shouldn't trust me. A word I say. Um, but they brought me in to help them make sense of stuff, uh, which I hope we've done. And as of what will now be yesterday, I'm working out my time travel here. Yep. Um, they started to sell them again online. I guess the thing that people might not have expected is that they haven't just dumped 400 different uh, models of chip on the website in one go. Instead, what they're going to do uh, is they're going to release 25, maybe 30 ships every two weeks, um, either when they're sold out or you know at the end of the two weeks, they'll be taken down. And then every two weeks, a new selection of ships will, will go up. So uh, you don't have to sort of struggle through <laughs> looking at every single ship to see whether there's stock um and um you know i hope people who want to buy more than you know more than one or two um are going to be able to sort of spread their expenditure out over a bit of time and ben so so master replicas they've 
they have the stock and they're going to be unrolling out sales. What's the sales plan, if you're allowed to talk about this, going to be? Because when Eagle Moth started the, with the D, there was a 495 US 495 for the D, and then you go into the subscription program. Is Master Replicas looking at rolling this out as if they're looking at a brand new customer base to try and, and cultivate, or are they ex- trying to extend the Eagle Moss cl- uh, customer base, which has already been built in? Well, the, the first thing, obviously, is that there are people who are missing ships, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't think I have all of the ships. Um, so there are a lot of people who who have collections that they want to expand or complete. And that, I guess, is the, the first thought. But to be honest, they're just happy to sell them to whoever wants to buy them. I mean, I, I, I'm sure someone will, will call me up on this. I've been saying they're going to be selling them the original price. They're basically the original prices. So there's a little bit of um, difference in kind of uh, exchange rate fluctuation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're pretty close. I mean, you know, we're talking maybe 10% different in some cases. But yeah, the, so the main goal is, I think, the, the first thought is that there are people out there who have incomplete collections or or have collections that don't have all the ships they want and they always mm-hmm. just figure, oh, I'll pick that one up later or whatever. And then suddenly with the demise of Eagle Moss, that, that possibility went away. Um, and if you wanted to get some things, you'd have to pay over the odds to get them off email. And just to be clear, so we're talking about the small starship that was the subscription plan. So those can now be purchased as one-offs to complete a collection. But are we also talking about the XL and kind of those in-between and slightly larger size? That Those would be part of the collection too? Yes, every, everything. So basically everything that Eagle Moss made, um, mm-hmm. they, they acquired the stock. So Eagle Moss intended to carry on selling those ships, so they had stock of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there are some chips that they intended to release that they hadn't actually managed to release properly. Um, they're going to take a little bit longer to get here. I don't know exactly how long, but not too much longer. Um, I mean, the thing that's complicated and difficult to explain <laughs> is that Eagle Moss, one of the reasons Eagle Moss went, went bankrupt or went bust is because it was very chaotic. And there's a lot of stock in a lot of different places and in some cases in different formats. So some of it's, you know, in its original packaging, some of it's in the more recent packaging, some of it comes with a magazine, some of it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was in Europe, some of it was in the US, some of it was in China, yeah. you know. Um, and it, it, a large reason why it's taken a bit of time to get this sorted out is because we're discovering that the stock isn't necessarily exactly what we thought it was. So you'll see something and they'll say, oh, there's however many units of this. And when you get there, they're like, no, there aren't. Sometimes there are more, sometimes there are fewer. So, you know, you, the idea is that as we find stuff, we'll put it up. We're trying to to start with the most desirable stuff. Um, but it, it, but we don't know we found all of it. You know, wow. sometimes we found three or four of something. And then, um, you know, six weeks later, we might find uh, another hundred or two or 300. You know, it's it's just very, very difficult to know what's, what's out there at the moment. And until we've literally opened every box, we won't be sure. So that's another reason for doing it 25 at a time is that, you know, you can actually check what you've got and uh, make sure it is what it says it is. Um yeah, all of this is news to me. This is all an education in in why warehousemen are actually very talented, very skilled people. Um, which you know maybe you don't realise when you're there designing the models and writing the magazine. 
I mean, it kind of begs the question then, you know, for the collectors out there that love having continuity in their mm-hmm. packaging and, you know, they save everything from boxes, you know, to yeah. uh, the inserts. Is there going to be a seamless transition with the existing stock and maybe just overlabeling things so that Master Replica has their trademark on it? Or is it just going to be liquidating the stock? It will be exact. It will look exactly the same as it did before. I mean, there were okay. conversations about all of this. And, and part of that was because, you know, it would be more convenient if they put barcodes on all of this stock, if it doesn't have it on it originally. You know, that that's important for people who work in warehouses um but we know that people like to keep the packaging and they want it to match so you know there are no changes to that um and the idea on the site is to to tell you what packaging it comes in okay you know so it's like this is in a window box with a small magazine this is this is just in the original shoe box without a magazine unfortunately there are some that don't have magazines Mm -hmm. rather than just throw them away we you know we just thought we'd be up front and tell people that there isn't a magazine with this one you mentioned something a moment ago that I wanted to uh, to come back to, and that was about releasing the most desirable first. Is there a rhyme and reason to these two-week periods and what we'll see over time? Uh, is it a mix of all of the above? What what can we expect? Expect the unexpected. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's being done for a number of reasons. I mean, the first thing is by only releasing 25, 30, skews as they call them in the trade or models mm-hmm. at a time it, that means that there's some control over it you're not trying to go through hundreds and hundreds of different things and you know as i've said we sometimes discovered things aren't what that label does so it's better to right. deal with it in small bits and pieces within that we have some visibility so we know the things that people are probably most excited by other things that weren't released or very, very limited release. So we've been trying to get those out and get them up early. But that doesn't mean everything's like all the really good stuff was like out now in the first two mm-hmm. weeks. You know, it's in different places. It takes a different amount of time to get to where where the central distribution is. So, you know, I think the message is if you keep looking at the site or sign up for the newsletter and keep going every two weeks, you'll see what's coming out we won't you know it, it should be the more interesting stuff the stuff that's going for silly money on ebay or that never got released will be front loaded you know it may be yeah. it may take three or four months to get through all of that but it, it's you know we're doing our best to get it out as quickly as possible and as i say as close to the original prices as possible as well and we'll remind our listeners they can get updates at masterreplicas.com uh to find out as those things come, they will get an email that will say, hey, here's what's in the next batch. And you mentioned something as well about unreleased product. And I wonder mm. if you can let us know what we should expect. <laughs> <Because that's laughs> you know what? Intriguing. I'm going to check. I want to yeah. get this right. Okay. Um, yeah. take, please so, take your time. Take your time. Uh, we had, I, I know, that, for example, the Caretakers Array, uh cool. haven't had a proper release i mean there are some there are some that are out there mm-hmm. um but it was never released properly by eagle moss hmm. so uh so maybe take... something that showed up at a convention or or uh, sort yeah, of yeah or somehow a little some like a prototype of some kind was shipped <laughs> and it never mm-hmm. actually you know it never made it to the to the stop to the shop you're seeing them turn up on ebay and to be honest sometimes i'm not even sure how they got them um (laughs) but uh there are things that 
are, are rarer that are on the way. So yeah, the caretakers away, uh, the Vancouver from Lower Decks. I don't oh, think oh, sure. yeah. got a wow. proper release. So there's a few bits and pieces like that. I'm just literally looking through my email as we talk. Say something <laughs> interesting while I look. <laughs> so, so these were produced and manufactured, but never, you know, never sold because of the situation that was happening with Eagle Moss. There was probably like a uh, immediate all stop on distribution. You know when it, the hammer came down it was a bit like that yeah i mean basically you know eagle moss stopped paying its bills which obviously you know if people knew um those who were on the staff they'd stop paying us as well yeah and, and that meant that some of the things were made but you know we maybe got onto a got onto a boat but never got delivered at the other end right. um and so they were stuck in a warehouse somewhere that Eagle Moss couldn't afford to pay to release it from. So I've, I've found the list now. So, oh, all right. Um, Here we go. The good stuff. I can yeah. tell you. So yeah, the good stuff. Yeah. Like all the rest isn't good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've written on the top here, new and very desirable. Uh, <laughs> so the Vancouver, the USS Vancouver from Lower Decks mm-hmm. got made. The the build up Enterprise D that we were doing um, larger scale shuttles that went with that. Oh, so okay. uh, the Hawking oh. and the Captain's yacht uh, still to come from there. Uh, the XL Stargazer and that's the original <gasps> Stargazer. That's oh. the, the one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, um, and the gold plated Enterprise E uh, as well. That nice. I think some people had ordered. And the Caretaker's Ray, and the USS Jabayar, which is one of the 32nd century uh, Discovery ships. So those are all, I think, if anyone's managed to get one, I don't know quite how. Um, But I I see them on eBay, so I guess some small quantity must have escaped um, somehow. Hey, uh, by the way, I assume you've been watching Picard. Um, did, oh, did you yeah, have, yeah, yeah, you know, did you have yeah. a little, a little <laughs> wink and a little nod of recognition when they're in Ten Ford and there's all these Eagle Moss ships <laughs> all over the yeah, place? Well, I, the quote unquote fat one, yeah, right, uh, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the thing about that, so over the years, there have been several times when I have been asked if I could supply some ships in the show, <laughs> uh, and uh, in the past, it hasn't paid off. So uh, in Discovery Season 2, there was a whole storyline where um, Pike, there was going to be flashbacks to Pike's sister, who was going to be flying um, an Eagles model of the NX-01. And it got cut. So I was all excited that this was going to happen. I was like, this is going to be our on-screen debut. Yes. Um, And then it never happened. So Terry Metallis um, and Dave Blass asked me if we could send them, like, 50 enterprise d's nice um so we did and we sent them a bunch of other bits and pieces as well but i never really had the confidence that it was actually going to turn up on screen so you sit there knowing that like oh well it should be in there there's like it's meant to happen right and then yeah and, and also on a very um a, a quietly pleasing way i am also i i got canonized actually what? at the end of season two but i didn't notice so i'm on a graphic um, I'm listed as a uh, lieutenant commander on, uh, on oh, a okay. Stargazer Turbo card. Lift. <laughs> All right, forget the consultant thing. New business card. You're lieutenant right? commander Ben Robinson. <laughs> yes. I mean, give me a break. 
Yeah. 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 That's well, very good. Like and, and it's very good to see the Eagle Moss ships will last 400 years into oh, the future. Obviously, yes. Yeah. You just had to, you know, dust them um, right. and, <laughs> and look after them carefully. Yeah, there is another thing they asked me for, which I don't know. I, again, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, so I don't want to hmm. say anything. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I literally don't know whether it, it made it into the show or not. I mean, we'll, we'll wait. We'll check in in five yeah. weeks, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't. Even, I, yeah, I can't even tell you what it is because, you know, <laughs> or I, or it might happen, and then I spoiled something. That's oh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, be stripped you, of my rank. I'll be Edson. <laughs> <Wilson. you'll be laughs> forever, forever, Harry Kim. Yeah, you're uh, hanging out with Garrett Wong. Yeah, <laughs> me and Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned something about the build-up kits, and uh, and by the way, I assume that most of what you're saying applies to franchises other than Star Trek too, because Eagle yeah. Boss had designed and built products that were from a variety of places. I was going to ask yeah. the exact same thing because you have Doctor mm-hmm. Who, yes, Space 1999, you have Battlestar mm-hmm. Galactica, new and old. So, were any of those licenses in jeopardy during kind of like this tumultuous period of trying to settle what needed to be settled? Uh, well, I mean, Eagle Moss never told anybody what was going on, including the staff. So I don't think any of the licensors really, you know, knew that the company was in trouble until really close to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, actually, that the licensors have, have always, all of them, care about the fans. You know, people are always very cynical about them and go, oh, they don't care about us. Da, da, da. Right. It's not true. They They very much care about continuity and making sure that people weren't left in the lurch so yeah but but um in this case i think master replicas have stock of of everything that eagle moss was making so oh now i can get all my eagles thank god yes <laughs> now we're talking now we're talking but let, let's talk about that build-up stuff so that's handled by a different company mm-hmm. and people who had started it will be able to continue to completion and what about people who maybe want to start yeah, so that's, I mean, again, I think the thing that nobody really understands or appreciates is how long it takes people to get the stock into the right place and to work out who yeah. they should be sending it to and all of this. It's it's the work of months. Right. Um, so I haven't checked in with them about this for a, a month or so, um, but I know that what they, what they, they, Fan Home, Diagostini, um, had to do was to find out who wanted to carry on building. And then they had to make sure that they had the right amount of stock in the right place with the right issues. Because right. the thing about that, that build up model is it's not like everybody started on the same day and then got all that, you know, so it's like everybody now just gets issue 27. It, it You know, it's not like that. It's like, yeah. John gets issue yeah. 27, but Norman is on issue four. Right. And, you right. know, the logistics of that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. on and so on. So it's really quite complicated for them. Mm-hmm. And they have to make sure that they, what they don't want to do is just start and then be like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any issue 13 or, right. you know, anything like that, which would be very frustrating for people. So they've been kind of getting all that information together, working out what they need to be able to supply to people, and then they'll start supplying. And I, I gather that's going to happen very soon. Um, I, you know, if people keep an eye on me on Twitter, I'm trying to find out exactly when, um, but soon. And I know everybody gets frustrated because they're like, well, I signed up and that was months ago and I haven't heard anything. And, you know, just it's the same with everybody. It just takes time to get stuff to the right place and to know that they're going to be able to to fulfill what they're promising you. Um, And the last thing anybody wants to do is to, to make promises they can't keep. Yeah. That kind of like begs the question, since when uh, when the notification goes out, 
there are going to be a lot of fans that are ready, you know, to make their purchases mm. and expect fulfillment is master replicas ready, <laughs> you know, so that certain like, you know, like hopes aren't dashed if fulfillment takes a little bit longer than it should. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay. So the two, two parts to that, the first thing is that they have, they spend a bit of time trying to work out the the cheapest way to ship stuff to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all live in this kind of Amazon delivers everything the next day. I mean, right. I know it doesn't, right, and in, right. in the UK, they really do. You mm-hmm. can order things the same day on Amazon in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, so, but that's expensive. So rather, and, you know, rather than force people to pay loads and loads of money from shipping and all of that what they've done is tried to get the best rate they can for shipping and that means it's going to be a little bit slower than than people might be accustomed to with some things but at least you know it, it and it means you you you'll you'll know what you're paying and you know what you're going to get it, when it goes around the whole world it gets a bit more complicated because there's tax there's import duties there's all this kind of stuff um so people will need to you know in some cases I think our poor Canadian friends, um, you know, often have to pick up the import duties. So, uh, you know, do check all of that out on the site. It should be pretty clear. But yeah, but also don't panic if, you know, it's been 48 hours and your your ship hasn't arrived. Uh, what? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, there's some impatient people out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Something that came up, particularly from our technical director and our friend Earl Green, he wanted to know about the books that you've worked on and then potential for future books. Uh, because Eagle Moss had a whole arm of publishing these mm-hmm. fantastic not just the magazines that came with the ships, but, you know, these nice, hardback, deeply researched books. I still say that your book on Voyager is the definitive book on the series. So well done there. And so, Galaxy Quest. And yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't claim credit. Matt, Matt McAllister wrote Galaxy Quest. Um, hmm. but yeah, Voyager was, was yeah, I, I, I can attest to it being deeply researched. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I made the effort to talk to everybody I could. Um yeah, that's uh, the rights to continue with those books are, are being negotiated by another company, hmm. um, and that's still being negotiated. Um, and they they haven't talked to me, so you know they may acquire the rights, but I may not be involved. That would be a uh, mistake. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're a well, lieutenant commander. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, their come choice. On. I mean, yeah, but I, you know, I might be busy. Um, yeah, <laughs> commanding somewhere. Um, <laughs> so I would hope that they would, you know, they would want to continue the series. We'd done a certain amount of work on on volumes that hadn't been released. There is, um, I guess, the the project that I'm most excited about, which I am still working on, and I there will be, uh, I guess, it's going to be out next year. Is the book that Nanar and I are doing. Mm. Mm-hmm. about um, Star Trek's portrayal of an influence on women. Mm-hmm. So I have the great privilege of talking to Nanar pretty regularly, like every couple of days at the moment, nice. um, and, and going over that with her. And I, I, I'm getting very excited by that. I think as a, there's a lot to say on the subject. And, you know, we've interviewed so many women who've been involved in Star Trek, and they've all been so interesting and had so much to say. Um, and you know, and it's not just about Star Trek, it's about society, you know, I mean, you know, Star Trek is, Star Trek isn't just about Star Trek, it never has been. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's extraordinary hearing how 
women's experience of Hollywood has changed in the, you know, the 60 odd years that Star Trek has been around. And even the difference between Nanar and Sonequa was fascinating. You know, they're really different experiences. So it's, it's I, I really, I'm really looking forward to that book. We haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I was ask you, do you have a projected uh, completion date? I, I always hesitate to say this because I, I will yeah. be held to a date and then everyone will be like disappointed. Um, but yeah, I, I, it will be, I, I, I think I should hold off on the PR on this until we're actually, yeah. you know, it goes into Amazon. Um, but it's about a year from now. Okay. Um, you may have just noticed it being International Women's Day and that might be the kind of date that you would want to Will you be taking any of this on the road, say, to a convention near someone? To be able to I hope I'm sure Nanar, I mean, Nanar is, you know, Nanar does a fair number of conventions and I'm sure she'll want to, to talk about this. I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough. This is her book. I mean, you know, no. I, I, I am facilitating it. I am, you know, I'm, I'm providing her with trivia, mm-hmm. um, um, about Star Trek and, you know, there's some really interesting stuff. Actually, we should go and talk to Larry about some of this stuff. I was, um, you know, there's a whole thing about how, uh, Bob Justman really wanted, uh, in his dreams, they would have cast Sean Young as the new science officer on uh, on the Enterprise D. Um, wow! And that character kind of evolves. It's fascinating because they like start thinking about they want a, a kind of android, but they also want a kind of Vulcan character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know so the the character goes two different ways, so it becomes both Troy and Data, but in that very first. Um, you know, that very first memo, it's like, Sean Young's great. Maybe we could get her, you know, and wow. because of Blade Runner. We could have yeah, a character like, uh, you know, we yeah. could have a character like Rachel in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some cool stuff. But no, I didn't know any of that, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's, that's the kind of nerdy information. I, I didn't know that until right now. And that <laughs> that's that's kind of mind-blowing, what might have been. It was like for about three days, I think. Sure. I mean, you know, like, sure. you know, and, and Bob being... Uh, you know, Bob being profusely memo driven, um, yeah. you know, like shortly afterwards, it's like, hey, why don't we cast Patrick Stewart as an android? You know, which is <laughs> literally, which is the next thing. It literally is what happens. That's the next thing. Yeah, we, he's like, yeah, yeah, we have this, this data character and we could get Patrick Stewart to play him. Oh, um, my God. But that's a different book, you know. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's got nothing exactly. to do with women. It's Star Trek, what if? if. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, Ben, thanks so much for uh, for coming on. Anything that we've uh, overlooked here? I mean, look, for people who are listening to this episode of the podcast, yes, it, it, it's partly because just Norman and I are selfishly interested in Eagle Moss, and, we, and uh, they've been a longtime partner of uh, Mission Log, and, and uh, for people maybe who are new to our show, Maybe they don't realize that uh, we have shilled for those tiny spaceships for a very long time. We, of course, just as collectors, were disappointed when they went away. But now we're yeah. both excited that uh, we can get our grubby hands on some starships and eagles before too long. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything that we might have overlooked in this, just to let people know what's coming. Oh, I guess. I mean, I suppose the thing is that there appears to be stock of everything. Mm hmm. Now, I mean, when I say stock of everything, there might be two. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see a list and it goes, yes, stock. And then, you know, when you someone goes and opens the box, they discover it's actually got something else in the box. Right. Um, right. But 
I think if if there is something that people particularly want, and as I say, they are selling, as I say, get in trouble for this. I'm saying they were selling at the original price. They're selling very close to the original price. Right. right. Um, you know, I think they are the literally the original prices in the US, but because the British economy is what it is, um, and the exchange rates change so much, the UK <laughs> prices are a little higher. But yeah, I think if there's something that you want and you want to buy it for, you know. A reasonable price rather than a kind of ebay price mm-hmm. um i then you stand a chance of getting it um mm. obviously the stuff that is super desirable is normally desirable because it's rare so yeah. you know we we were pretty sure we'd found some maui's and i was amazed you know the maui is the one that made my jaw drop it's like you know sixteen hundred dollars on ebay and you're like wow wow oh, that's <laughs> a lot of money yeah um but when they opened the box, it didn't have Maui's in it. You know, I mean, oh. so, uh, you, you know, but maybe that just, they maybe there's another box that has yeah. them in. We just don't, you know, uh, we don't know. But the point is, we, we, you know, Master Replicas are not going to sell it for $1,600. They're going to sell it for yeah. $60, $70. I can't remember what the original price, you know, and they have an original price because it was a, it was a very limited edition thing, but right. there are only two. We only have made. I, I can say again, I, this is the problem I don't have on my Ugamos files, but we made two or three hundred of them. Yeah. So you know that's why they they they're going for that kind of money. Well, that that also that kind of um, it's 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 interesting that. Well, I should, let me rephrase this because I don't want to ask you a question that you can't answer. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you you can always <laughs> ask me. <a> question. <laughs> I can ask you. I just <laughs> why not answer it. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Master Replicas has the, the the stock, but I, I assume that in this, you know, in this uh, uh, buyout, that they also bought out the tooling and the molds, you know. So, what's the sustainability of some of these models? Because you buy minimums, and you have minimums, and sometimes you don't sell those. Those are the things that you give away as prizes, or you send to like yeah. you know studios when they ask for stuff. But at the same time, though, you have minimums on rares. So if the rares aren't selling, are they going to use the molds to reprint or are those actually going to be rare? Hmm. Uh, no, I mean, nothing. The, the, the tooling and the molds is uh, the ownership is a more complicated issue. Um, hmm. But basically, you need a license to manufacture. And at the moment, no one has a license to manufacture. Okay. So there and but also nobody will i don't i mean i certainly won't be involved with anybody who goes back and says hey these are really rare let's make some more of them mm-hmm. you know i mean that's you know when you do something like the glen or the maui which are done in in two or three hundreds you don't you can't then go back and say oh we just made another thousand of them or right. you know whatever so rare means rare mm-hmm. you know I mean, interestingly, the way we used to work at Igamos was that we'd make a, a certain quantity of kind of a quantity that we were reasonably confident in. And we'd sell through that. And then if something was popular, we'd go back and we'd manufacture more. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about the Enterprise D or indeed Voyager, you know, these are the things that everybody wants. There's a lot of demand for them, but that we also made a reasonable number of them. But if you're talking about something like um, the Dian chip or, yeah. you know, some of the sort of deep cut chips, they are actually made in much smaller quantities. So they are actually <laughs> kind of ironically, I kind of think the ones that people didn't want will yeah. become the hardest ones to get. 
Exactly. Of course. Mm -hmm. You know, so they, and whether that makes them more desirable or not, I don't know. But it certainly, um, it's a fact. You know, if if you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's just, I, I don't, as I say, I'm not sure I actually own all 400 or whatever it is, ships that we made. Mm. Um, and I know there are people out there who do. Um, but I think for a lot of people, they've got like curated collections. So they've got like, I've got, I like next generation ships or I like Starfleet only, or I like Klingons or, you know, right. whatever. So this is probably the best time, the best chance to sort of pick your collection, as it were, and say, right, this is what I'm going to build. Um, or or I want to, you know, fill in this bit of my collection um, because it, it kind of everything will become available. I mean, it, there might be some things we don't have, like 10 or 20 at most um, that there's nothing of. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you decide, I really like... John Eve's ships designed for enterprise. <laughs> yes. And John, <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> yeah. John might be collecting that. Um, <laughs> I hope we did that. You know, then the, there's the opportunity to do that now and to kind of, I, if, you know, if it were me, I guess I would be thinking about what do I want my collection to be? Yeah. Because I know, you know, it's going to be harder to find some of this stuff as time goes on because I just can't see anybody. I just, I, you know, I just don't think there are very many um, mail-on garbage scales out there in the world. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, Ben, thank you so much. I know that you have a long day of lieutenant commanding ahead of you, so we don't want to keep you too long. <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. And uh, just to make sure that all the bases are covered, so we did mention that people can go find these at masterreplicas.com. Uh, yeah, and, and sign up. You'll get advance notice of what's going to be released. I think that's the other thing people, you know, people are worried yeah. that everyone, you know. I mean, Master Replicas, look, they, they, they bought this stock. They've got to sell this stock. Yeah. Um, so... You know, it's going to be offered. It's going to be up until it's gone. It's not um, a secret, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not a secret. Yeah. Tell everybody. Tell your friends. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the other thing is that you know, in terms of getting new stuff made, the success of the program and the the fact that there's still an appetite for it would mm -hmm. help to convince somebody else that it's mm -hmm. you know, great. It's it's a good business to be in. Um, I hope their servers are ready. Well, I hope so. I hope that. I hope that. <laughs> it's like that's like you to go to the party and you're like, oh, there's nobody else here. Uh, <laughs> and then for people who are interested in the build-up kits, fanhome.com. Fanhome.com, yeah. And I hope if you have, if you were, well, if you were halfway through it and you haven't contacted them, you absolutely should. Uh, and if you're interested in starting it, that is part of the plan. I don't think they're quite there yet, but they will be very soon. And I'll, I'll, I can, I'll make sure the word gets out when they do. Cool, cool. Uh, any other place that uh, our listeners should be following, either you or products? I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm always on Twitter, and you know, I've been a bit quiet recently just because I've been very busy, um, and also because I didn't want to start saying things that turned out not to be true because we're like, <laughs> oh no, actually that stock didn't arrive, or right. you know, uh, the launch dates changed, or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, BCS Robinson. So yeah, if if you want to know you know what's going on with all those old products come and come and follow me and i'll, I'll tell people as much as i know right. and if i don't say anything it's because i don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> perfect well thank you for your time today we appreciate it and uh, we'll keep an eye on all things teeny tiny starships 
Oh, thank you. And thank you guys for your support. You've been a great, uh, great part of all of this. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.